everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. The fact that this episode didn't get to its actual plot until like 16 minutes in, it no way diminished my incredibly low enjoyment of it already. I mean... I really, I try and tamp down the anger, man. I really do. I do. I don't. I, it's probably healthy for me not to, you know, go crazy because I really thought about it, but mm, it's not that bad. It, 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 it could be way worse. Mm-hmm. I think it that's, could be. Could be. It's still okay. We'll get there. Hi, hello, friends. Hello, friends. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you gain access to all of our bonus material, which is at this point hundreds of hours of Matt and I talking about many Simpsons things and also about Rick and Morty and King of the Hill and Bob's Burgers and also every uh, movie that Simpsons have ever parodied. We, we did My Fair Lady just this past month. Um, My Fair Laddie is very bad. My Fair, La- My Fair Lady is good. That's the, it made me, My Fair Laddie is very bad though. Hot take. Hot take. Those are, that movie that won Best Picture is a good movie. <laughs> is a good movie. Uh, but that's, we thank everyone who supports us there. We really appreciate it. This week's episode is Bart Has Two Mommies. You know, they they often come up with episode titles that have absolutely nothing to do with the actual episode. And most of the time I'm very mad about that. But they had to have been able to come up with something better than this because just what i mean yeah all right fine 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 i mean there is a children's book called heather has two mommies which is what this going is going after oh is there okay well that makes more sense but it's still dumb no it's still a bad it's not a good title man it's it's not a good title so uh i said h-a-b-f-07 Originally aired March 19th, 2006, written by Dana Gould, directed by Michael Markantel, received a 5.1 rating with 8.7 million viewers. The couch gag living room is blocked by a laser security system. Finley works their way through the system and successfully make it to the couch. However, when they sit down, Homer's head falls off. He got, he got chopped off by a laser. Laser beam. It's like that Resident Evil movie. I remember like in that same time, like the mid-2000s, the first Resident Evil movie, there, there uh what was it a uh, cube the first cube film it was just really really like in the zeitgeist i get people chopped up in little bits by like lasers and wires and stuff ghost ship did it everyone got chopped in half mm-hmm. by a big wire in that movie like it's just a bunch of movies at the same it feels like that fell out of favor um, everyone loves seeing people get chopped up into tiny bits robbie i mean i do like that don't get me wrong i am a fan I'll, i would put that as a pro I mean, what's some of the few reasons to watch Resident Evil at first? Any of the Resident Evils. Oh, my God. Uh, this episode guest stars Antonio Fargus as Huggy Bear, who I assume is the original Huggy Bear. <laughs> uh, Susan Sarandon as herself, very briefly. I believe she has two lines. Uh, Randy Johnson as himself. Randy Johnson, the professional pitcher. Hall of Famer now. The big unit. The big unit. Left-hander. Uh, and finally, Dave Thomas as Bob Hope. I honestly don't remember Bob Hope in this episode. Neither do I. I was I was thinking I'm like, okay, you know, Huggy Bear, Susan Sarandon, sure, Randy. Bob Hope was in this? Maybe he was in like a cut scene and That's kind of what I'm thinking. He said like one line maybe. Yeah, it got cut, but they still have to put it in the credits. It's possible. Um Okay. As far as this episode I like, 
And the episode has a lot of potential. And the premise itself, at least for half of this episode, is solid. Of Marge. Okay. Of Marge, the, 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 I don't, I guess it's the A plot. They spend more time with it, which is Marge right. with Rod and Todd. I mean, it's the kind of thing the Simpsons would have tackled in the classic years. Flanders no longer has a wife. Uh, he's terrified what's going to happen to Rod and Todd. and becomes overly protective. There is lots of fun stuff you can mine for hilarity out of that. And at the end, you can have, you know, one of the boys succeeding in something dangerous, like they kind of do. And you know, everybody learns a lesson. It's sweet. And it can be hilarious at the same time. And, but that's not the direction they go with it for the most part. I don't... Like, I... They do, but they do it real bad, man. They just do it real bad. That, that's the problem. Mm. Like, they go in the right direction, but it's just poor, so poorly executed. And it makes, like, I just have these questions about everything, honestly, at the end of the day. Like, I just forget. I just, like, over and over and over again, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why? Um, We begin this episode with the family at a church carnival. Does not count as church going to the carnival. Which is right. So you can't skip church because you went to the carnival. Unfortunately, I mean, I can skip church anytime I want, Matt. Well, you're an adult. The kids and Homer are trying to get out of it for that reason. Okay. Um, why? Like we learn. I guess we learned that Carl is an atheist because he says religion is empty. <laughs> but uh-huh. why is he at the church carnival then? I assume Lenny dragged him. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, I'll go to I'll go to the church carnival. You know, I, I go to carnivals for many sources as long yeah, as they're yeah. not, you know, straight up evil. So no Disney. <laughs> Ooh, no Disney. No, nothing put on really by a large corporation. Okay. Even the small business uh, carnivals. Okay. Um, but there's a, there's this is a fun scene. I like. I don't mind this church carnival stuff. Like, yeah, it takes some time to get going and get us to the plot. I don't really think that's the, honestly the problem. Like, I don't like. Sure, they waste some time here, but they waste way more time with that damn monkey. Like, I don't care. Like, so this isn't a bad thing because it is enjoyable to me. I, it's actually like this is it feels like there is good background gags. There's good character stuff here. There's good world building in the inciting incident, the inciting incident, the inciting incident. So I don't mind it as much uh, because there's like all these, you know, the ring toss game is the saints and monks and stuff they're throwing there's throwing the, the ring tosses onto. There's good psych background gags, all that. Um, we learn that the church is doing this just to build a taller steeple, which is completely on point. That sounds exactly what a church does to when they raise money. It's like we need to make the building bigger, but mostly just taller, get closer to God. Yes, uh, competition between different, uh, minimally different sects of Christianity is very important to them. Well, one says you can't eat fish on Saturday, and the other one says you can't eat you can't eat fish on Saturday. But they're very whoa. different from each other. Whoa, um, whoa! This is, I guess, the whole thing is building to a very a, like a big event, which is the rubber duck race, where everyone you buy a rubber duck, you put your name on it, and whichever, and you put them, you let them go on a, off a bridge, and whoever wins the race gets a computer, which is a, a fake a fake iMac, a pink one that is made for women because it's pink. Ha ha, ha ha. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's all we got. Like, that's 
like for every good like fun gag in this you get like oh look it's a pink computer and you're like that's the joke so it's it's, it's great for women who are looking up coupons or but you know whatever i mean like that it's not it doesn't really work because like the uh, the mac came in a bunch of colors like it wasn't like pink and white it was like six or seven or whatever how many colors it was even back in the day yeah blue so, and green and yellow and all kinds of colors it yeah wasn't like, just they didn't really it mac's never really been like oh this is for girls they never really did that so i can't you know it doesn't work but homer wants to cheat to win i don't know why he doesn't care about computers but whatever just to win and this is probably this scene Matt, is probably i should have taken it as an omen yeah. of what we're gonna get because it is the goofiest the cartoonish most ridiculous because homer like hides and takes out some of the other ducks with a a silenced pistol he has a silenced like nine millimeter mm-hmm. yeah yeah homer is a little a uh, little serious about this and thankfully he gets his comeuppance because he should be dead he should be dead that's that's exactly right because his his duck goes off another course uh, uh the the river forks Nate goes off to one side where there's a mill, and Homer pretends, like, he acts like the duck's a real duck. And we watch him literally get crushed in a mill for, like, a minute. Yes, it's cartoon character elasticity, once again. Like, he just gets smushed and over and over and over, and he'd be real dead. Real dead guy. Um, But he comes out, he's fine, I guess, because, I mean, he's he's floating face down in the water for a bit but i guess he's fine because then he wakes up when there's an uh, an actual duck shows up and tries to like tries like i feel like an idiot narrating this matt like this is the stupidest a real duck shows up and tries to take his fake duck as its own and then homer steals it back but actually steals a real duck and so he ends up losing and flanders wins the competition and wins the computer wouldn't flanders not even participate in this wouldn't this be gambling to flanders Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe he feels like uh, he prayed and therefore it's not gambling. It's, it's just, you it's know, a, the Lord working in mysterious ways. It's a game of chance, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a game of skill, Robbie, obviously. How? Because you're, you you pray to your God and your God guides your, your duck. Okay, so Flanders wins the computer. Uh, Homer has been, like, mushed and mashed in through the mill, but who cares? He's not a real person. Because that's multiple times in this episode, Matt. You have to just answer the questions you answer. Uh, you you will naturally, as a human being with a brain, you'll go, why is this happening? And you'll go, oh, because it's not real. That's the answer, usually. Is, oh, it's not real. Um, But Dad doesn't want the computer, right? Of course not. He wanted it, despite the fact that he didn't want it so he just won once again to prove that his god is the best god or god I, favors him I that's not what see man you just made that up because he doesn't that isn't that no one says that in this episode no but you know i know how ned flanders thinks so yeah i don't i mean you're about as right as the writers are so uh-huh. sure uh but ned gets the computer doesn't want it offers it to marge in exchange for a favor Hey, Marge, I don't, I don't really want a computer. You know, all those complete strangers Googling each other makes my flesh crawl. Just put it in the trunk and leave. Ned, that's so generous. But there must be something I could do in return. Well, sir, we could do a little quid pro for the K-Pro. Uh, the left-handed convention is in town, and as the owner of Springfield's largest southpaw shop, I just gotta be there. Could you, uh, nanny-goat my kid diddly-ids? 
Just a second. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to babysit for Rod and Todd. Woo-hoo. I'm so glad you're watching the boys, Marge. And our last babysitter let him watch Comedy Central. Now Rod makes me check the closet every night for Rita Rudner. <laughs> no, Rudner. Here are the numbers for the police, fire, ambulance, poison control, burn clinic, and people nearby with Rod and Todd's blood type. Ooh, Carl. So, you're going to be chilling with me tonight. You want to play a game? How about a sitting stool contest? Hands folded. But the clip ends there, Matt. There's, we're not going to, I did not, we're not going to sit through the. Oh, thank God. The sitting uh, I was still, about to fall asleep with the, the sitting still contest. The sitting still contest. So, you know, hey, what? This is, this, to be fair, like in, yeah, the, 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 that bit with Homer and the duck is interminable early on. But here, we're in the middle of the first act, and we're at a plot. This is the plot. You know, Marge taking care of Rod and Todd, and and we're learning about, you know, how Flanders acts now that Maud's not around, and how the kids are, and all that stuff. Like, we're here. I'll take it. This is 2000. Uh, so here, it's 2006, this episode comes out. Rita Rudner? Yeah, that's what I was asking. I was like, okay, there's lots of things that are on Comedy Central that Marge may not want, uh, Flanders may not want his kids to see. But Rita Rudner? South, I mean... South Park. Chappelle's show. Like, literally, that is... So the... many other... Uh, any, any type of stand-up. We'll probably talk about sex and he doesn't want his kids, but Reed Rudner, uh, the only time they're going to see Reed Rudner on Comedy Central is like a, a rerun of SNL from the 70s. Dane Cook. There you go. That's what something you, that's something no one wants to see. <laughs> remember Dane Cook? I do. Remember how every frat guy loved his humor? I mean, he was real popular, oh, he... Dane Cook was, for like three years. What happened? Yeah. Just... Everyone really loved when people shouted jokes at them that weren't that funny. <laughs> I mean, Matt, it's proven that the louder you tell the joke, the funnier it is. That is proven. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So, kids are real boring because Flanders doesn't really let them do anything. Because he's scared. You know, he's afraid that he's going to lose them um, because he lost Maud. And because Maud, you know, did the very dangerous activity of standing up at a at a sports event. Very dangerous. Uh, and got sh- shot with a T-shirt cannon. Um, but he doesn't want to lose the kids. He doesn't want them to get hurt. He doesn't want to endanger them in any way. And that is... He doesn't want to risk any risk at all at them getting hurt in the tiniest little bit. Yes, it's... It, he wants to protect them and there's a lot of potential there you know there's a lot of different ways you could take this and have marge go like wanting to expose the rod and todd to not like not even dangerous things but like <laughs> the the fact that their teeter-totter has safety has safety oh my in, gosh so they it can't go back and forth like it's things like that and there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of like, oh, there's going to be some conflict between her and Ned and how she, Ned raises his kids. And you could easily, you could easily fill up an entire episode with that, especially with five, you get five minutes of Homer and a fake duck, a rubber duck at the beginning of this episode. You could easily fill 15 minutes up with just this plot. You don't need to introduce anything else. You don't need to introduce Bart. You don't need to introduce Lisa. You don't need you don't need Homer and at all. All it can just be Marge and Ned and Rod and Todd. 
and everyone else can pop in for little bits here and there. You do not need another plot. You don't need a B plot in this. There is plenty of fuel, ammunition in just those characters. Yeah, it actually makes it more interesting because uh, at several points in this episode, you get a contrast between the Simpsons and the Flanders' lifestyles. And if we don't see what's going on in the Simpsons' household, it would make it way funnier. Like, if what happened to Bart happened to Bart, and we didn't get to see any of it, how much more interesting would it be when Homer is very evasive about where Bart is during dinner that one night? Like, that would be – we as the audience would be asking, oh my gosh, what is going on that we haven't been able to see? <laughs> I want to know. And just – that would be so great. Yeah, you can have the like that's the whole point of it. You have the family exist and they still live their lives, but we're we're busy focusing on Marge and Rod and Todd and Ned. And you can let the other stuff play out in the background or in the you don't need to let make it front and center and you certainly don't need to tie the two plots together. <sighs> Which is what they choose to do. Um we cut back to the left-handed convention that's in Springfield. Um Okay, uh, Ned has a booth there, which makes sense. He should, if there's a left-handed convention in Springfield. The small town of 30,000 people has a left-handed convention. How? Okay. Should I, I shouldn't ask questions about that, right? You should never ask questions about why things happen in Springfield. Randy Johnson's there, the the professional baseball player, who uh, one of the best... Selling his left-handed teddy bears. That are only doctors. He does. It's a funny gag here, where he like pressures Ned into buying his left-handed teddy bears that are only doctors uh it's it's a silly gag i I don't it's fine it feels very i don't know shoehorned in where it's just like well what what's the thing we know about we have randy johnson what do we do with him um well he's left-handed so he's selling left-handed teddy bears to flanders and pressuring into buying thousands of them okay all right you can, and there, at this point, you say goodbye to Randy Johnson. Uh, we've also we've also heard the Susan, by this point we've heard Susan Sarandon's like two lines early on, uh, and she's gone from the episode too. No more Susan Sarandon. Uh, so two guest stars both in it, and they're gone. Cut back to the interesting things in this episode, which is Marge yeah. and Marge and Rod and Todd. Those are the that's the the good stuff. This is where the meat is. And it's pretty much the only enjoyment I got out of the episode is the scenes with Marge, Rod, and Todd, and occasionally Ned. Um, here we get Rod, Todd, and Marge uh, doing arts and crafts. They're making paper or, or pie plate masks, decorating them differently. And then Marge uh, hears their prayers. Here's my mask. I'm a Star Wars. Now let's see who you've drawn. I'm my brother Todd. I'm my brother Rod. Ah, this is too scary. Change back. I'll help you. I'm a chipmunk. I eat nuts without saying grace. I'm a permission slip. Hmm. And thank you, God, for letting Mrs. Simpson come over. It was the most fun we've had since Mommy was here. And could you ask Mommy to come to Daddy in a dream and tell him how to cut our sandwiches? And please tell Mrs. Simpson it's rude to eavesdrop on our prayers. But we forgive her. I am Orange, Rod and Todd in the Land of Nod. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of fun. They're terrific kids. 
Hey, you're welcome to see the dynamic duo anytime. Uh, uh, I did not also after this after that clip. There is a bit here where we see Homer watching Lisa and Bart, and they are jousting indoors on bicycles, and they destroy part of the house. Well, they don't hurt each other or anything, so at least that's something. I it doesn't matter, Matt. It doesn't. Like, I don't, there's nothing. I don't know why. Like again, you don't need to see this. You don't. There's no like. I guess for the plot that they end up doing, you need to see this, but it's not interesting. Like, I don't like it's been established over and over and over and over again that Homer's not a good parent by himself. Like, okay, but like, why can't we why can't we focus on just Marge and Rod and Todd and Ned? Why do we have to introduce more crap? That's a fantastic question. Robbie. I mean, like, you went with my idea from earlier where we don't see or hear anything happen you can just see bart and elisa fly past the window and the house shake and you hear things dropping where it's like you don't get to see exactly what's happening but you get to see the idea that uh the simpson household is way more crazy and frenetic and everyone still seems to be fine yeah that, and that's like a that's a funny joke man that's like that's a funny joke where marge is like oh maybe i'll stop by more because homer can watch the kids great and then you just have like a quick cut to the window and you see some chaos happening but we don't right. ever see it it's just a joke it's just like no homer's the joke is homer's not good at watching the kids by himself but it doesn't matter we don't need to focus but unfortunately that's the b plot over there matt that's the b plot we're about to look at <sighs> yeah. uh we go to commercial eight minutes and four seconds in a in the episode yeah uh, so, uh, when we come back, we see Marge, uh, babysitting Rod and Todd again, and she's starting to introduce more, you know, slightly riskier fun, uh, to Rod and Todd. Uh, like Robbie said, uh, she takes the chucks off their teeter-totter, uh, chucks, sorry, the chucks off their teeter-totter, so they can actually, you know, teeter and totter, um, and, uh... You mean Rodder and Totter? Be- <laughs> uh, yes, Rodder and Totter, exactly, Robbie. Um, Homer comes over, uh, like they're in high school again. I heard in study hall you were babysitting tonight. Homer, we're not in high school. So, Marge, in tomorrow's game, I'm going to recover a fumble just for you. Oh, maybe you'll run it in for a touchdown. Don't pressure me. I ain't get enough of that from my dad. Well, maybe we can take your mind off things by studying for the SAT. Snuggles and tickles. Ben Flanders! Hey, Homer. Sneaking kisses from the missus? Springfield High football rules! Oh, I turn on the sprinklers, okay? You know, Robbie, normally... I would say that this joke goes on way too long and is kind of dumb, but quite frankly, it's still one of the funnier things in the episode, which doesn't bode well for the rest of the episode. I don't mind it, Matt. I mm-hmm. I guess I don't mind it. I don't mind it in like the premise level where like it is Homer and Marge having fun in their relationship. Right. That like... That I, I theoretically, that's what this scene is. is it's a, it's a little glimpse of their relationship, and you know, in in the episode, I would prefer where there's no B plot, where there's no dang monkeys in this thing. Uh, 
this would just be a little a little bit of fluff, a little bit of flavor, a little bit of fun. Where we see Homer and Marge playing around in their relationship, where Marge, where we get to see, like, you know, it's basically, you know, Marge is at the house next door and Homer isn't spending as much time with her after work. And so he, like, puts on an old Letterman jacket and comes over and pretends. So they do a little bit of role play and they make out a little bit and no one's hurt because Ron Todd are asleep. Who cares? Right. And that's all it is. But Homer, they commit to, like, that Homer is literally a moron. And it's like, like Homer isn't role playing. Homer is for some reason thinks he's in high school again, and you're like, why? Why are we pushing this so far? And it's not like this is the only scene. It's this is this whole episode is Captain Wacky Homer, and it is interminable. It is insufferable, and that is what happens in the scene where, as long as you like look at it, oh, it's just them having fun in their relationship. No, it's charming. But as soon as it becomes, oh, Homer is just an idiot you're like oh this isn't charming this is dumb <sighs> it's, but i mean it's not like but but yeah it's not even close to the worst thing this episode it's not even the, like bottom 10 not even a little bit because so the worst thing is episodes next <laughs> yeah it's just about to start uh because homer uh takes the kids to the old showbiz animal home um and uh yeah it Think about how depressing that sounds to you and then realize somehow it's more depressing because uh, all the animals are in cages. Uh, they all look incredibly sad. They're all no, they're and, all, and they're all like also like skinny and like unkempt and clearly not fed. Like they're and, not being taken care of. Yeah. And you're like and 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 the and the thing is, Matt, like as soon as you introduce this, it just you get that like question of like, why are all these animals in Springfield? Yeah, like, why would you have this facility in Springfield of all places? You're like, okay, but also it's just it's just cruel. Like it's just pointless animal cruelty, and you're like, why? Yeah, <laughs> why? It's like it's funny because you can't do this to real animals. Well, you still probably shouldn't do it to you know fake animals it, either way. It takes <laughs> it, it like like it, it's crazy. I mean, they just and I point this out in other episodes where they like just undercut themselves. Where there's this episode has a lot of positive momentum at this point. It has a, it's it's moving forward. There's plots. There's we're we're getting more detail. We're getting you know we're we just had what is ideally a fun scene between Marge and Homer where they're pretending they're in high school again in it, and it feels grounded to us in a certain extent. And then there's all this momentum, and the episode's moving quickly, and it feels great, and it's fun. And then they're like, Nah, no, we're gonna go to like uh, a show, like a animal home where like all these retired showbiz animals are being tortured and you're like oh well that basically you just stopped the episode dead in its tracks because you for some reason you wanted to get this real funny joke in where this it's really depressed like it's just it feel it's like so it's like tonal whiplash where you're on a ride and suddenly the the ride just go <laughs> stops all of a sudden and just turns and you're like why did it do that oh I just alarm. I alarm, that noise will really alarm my cat. I'm sorry, danger, <laughs> sorry, danger mouse. Uh, animals in cages. Why, like why on earth? Why? Why? I don't know. Let's 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 power through it because uh, we got a terrible joke about. Uh, oh, good. Huggy bear. Uh, oh right. Apparently, there is a human yeah, man this, in this place. Yeah, and it's funny because his name is Huggy Bear, so they think he's an actual bear. 
ha 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 and then they have to bribe him to find the bathroom uh because that was his character on the show is they had to bribe him for information so yeah this is huggy bear from starsky and hutch uh for those who are yeah. aware um right sorry yeah it, i but again i there he's a man he's a man in a cage because his name sounds like an animal I don't, that's joke, that joke is not good enough to do it. Not even close. Nope. So, uh, after that, we get to outside where we finally meet the chimp. And, uh... What's the chimp's yeah. name, Matt? I believe it's Toot Toot. <laughs> it hurts to say that. Anyway, here's a clip. This is Toot Toot. She played Tum Tum in Teen Tarzan's Eco Adventures. She looks like she's crying. <laughs> Oh, she probably misses her children. They're all in show business. One of them played the out-of-control judiciary in a Republican Party commercial. Cheer up, Toot Toot. Have some of my ice cream. Prefix applies to the victim. Help! Uh, she's grooming me! She's grooming me! Aren't you gonna do something? I'm afraid there's nothing we can do now. A chimp that size could tear your son's head right off. But you leave the rest of him alone? Uh, uh, would you like to meet Flipper? Oh, may I remind you they're old when they come here. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where we are in this episode. Um, I'll leave, let's, I want to be very clear. They When she says, want to meet Flipper... She then they then reveal a dolphin floating upside down in its tank. Right. So more dead animals. <laughs> Laugh riot, Matt. You know what I think of when I think of dead dolphins? Just comedy. Comedy yes, gold. Everyone wants an dead animals. It's so funny to see dead animals. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna Matt, I'm gonna ask you some I this is the time of the show where I ask you some questions. Okay? You ready? Yeah. You ready for some questions? Um, I'm ready as I can be. This is like they want us to take this seriously, right? I believe so. That this is a like a, they like we have we introduced this this chimp named Toot Toot, and she's crying because she misses her child or children, I guess. And we're we, th I'm, okay. This I mean, this is a serious question. Are we supposed to be invested in this chimpanzee as a character? I mean, they've just gone through and said, "Oh, it's so funny." that all these animals are old and sickly and dead. So I'm not sure whether we're supposed to feel bad for her or laugh at her pain because they set it up both ways. Okay. I, I like, I don't know if this is like a big goof or am I supposed to be sad about this chimp? Like, because it's lost its children or is it funny? Like, is this casual cruelty supposed to be like a big funny joke and so that's my first my first question is like am i supposed to care about this chimp i don't i'm gonna make that very clear i do not care about this chimp because it's they do oh to be fair they make this chimp more of a character than homer in this episode that is definitely true they do homer is just captain wacky the 100 percent of the way through and the chimp has feelings and emotions so i'll say that but also i don't care uh, about a chimp uh, you just introduce this chimp, and it's going to disappear at the end of, this, at the end of the episode. And they might as well just call this chimp plot device. 
That literally might be the, might as well be the chimp's name. Her name might as well Pretty be plot, might, might as well be plot device. In that clip you just played, Matt, uh, Bart gets pulled into the cage by the chimp because she misses her children. She sees Bart as a child, a child ape. Which, okay, if you say so, I'll take it. I'll I'll accept that. I can also send my display for that. You get one. I'll do it for that. Episode. I'll say okay, sure. In this world, this chimp sees Bart as a child that's roughly a chimp's size, and she's so sad, she she takes him and treats him like a, a child. Okay, I'll give you that one. Then the the caretaker, zookeeper, whatever they are, Homer, Homer and Lisa are like, do we should probably do something. And the word, the literal word she says, uh, she says are, we can't do anything. She could rip him. We could, she could kill him. She could tear him apart. Which is right. true. Chimps are incredibly strong. They're but, disgustingly strong. That's why we should keep them far away anywhere from humans. Yeah. But, but she is strong. I. It just feels so. Like. like what, Wouldn't you just bring in a person to shoot them with a tranquilizer? I mean, tranquilizers take time to take effect. So in most uh, zoos in this situation, uh, when a. I was actually saw a video the other day about how in there are a few animals in most zoos that are kill on site. If they are out of their enclosure, uh, it is immediate death for them uh, because they are just too dangerous. And um, chimps are one of those uh, because uh, they are just so incredibly dangerous to humans. They're so strong and fast and can hurt somebody so quickly that they don't even have time to try a tranquilizer. Like this chimp would be immediately murdered if she pulled Bart, Bart through some bars. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. And, like, give, and given their penchant for animal death and sadness, I mean, I thought that's where the episode was going to go. I mean, to be fair, they literally, they, we can't do anything about this chip. Then they literally show us a dead dolphin. So it's not <laughs> like they wouldn't kill the chip. <laughs> but it's just like, well, yeah, they would absolutely immediately do something to save a child. They would just either... Like, if you want to, like, I could accept the fact that they would bend the rules of reality and just shoot it with a tranquilizer gun. Because in 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 the in cartoons and movies, tranquilizers don't take minutes or hours to take effect. They just kick in because it's convenient. So they could just do that or they could just kill it. Right. Either way, they would immediately do that. They, they would, would immediately try something. Like, if you want to try things, be like, oh, uh, I guess the tranquilizer doesn't work on her because she was involved in show business. She's taking a lot of drugs or something. They would try something before just giving up immediately. <laughs> they just give up. And you're like, what world do we live? What world is this in? Where they just go, now this chimp, now that Bart belongs to that chimp now. And it's up to the kid's father to get the chimp back. Like, literally. That is what happens. If they're just like, oh, yeah, Homer, go for it. And you're like, what do you mean, Homer, go for it? Homer just starts having schemes to get his son back. And you're like, why? Why are we, like, what world are we in? What reality are we connected to where it's Homer's job to rescue his son from a chimp in a zoo? I mean, to be fair, this feels less like an actual zoo. Like, this is not one of those zoos that has accreditation. It's one of those zoos that has... um, you know, somebody bought these animals and happens to live in a state where there are no laws uh, regarding, you know, keeping them. Like Ohio. Maybe this takes place in Ohio, where it is a lawless, barren land where you're basically left on your own. <laughs> what, Robbie? I mean, I've never been to Ohio, and I never plan I mean, to go. Between so... Ohio, Florida, and Texas. I mean, we all saw that wonderful documentary, uh, Tiger King. 
Uh, apparently there are no rules. You just buy exotic animals that you shouldn't have and you're allowed to keep them with no one, you know, taking them from you like they should. I didn't watch Tiger King. I have no desire to watch tigers. It's just depressing. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to see that. Um, so, yeah, um, there's, I can't, Matt. What, like, it's just the, the like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Why? All right, uh, let's get back to the good plot. Oh, the right. Plot, there is the, a good pl- There yeah. is a, there is some there good. There is. Yeah. And we're going to be flip-flopping between them over and over again. So. Flip-flopping. Ned, Ned comes home to Marge babysitting the boys and finds a piece of a Band-Aid wrapper and starts freaking out. Like, oh, no, how dare something that have hurt my boys? Uh, and uh, he starts going nuts on Marge, demands the boys immediately go to bed at, like, 6 p.m. Despite the fact that it's still light out and they have to crawl up the stairs because it's too dangerous um so yeah yeah it's it's not real great um but eventually eventually uh she calms down uh or ned, she calms ned down with an idea ned i know you like to worry but these boys are never going to get self-confidence unless you let them try things for themselves i just can't they're all i've got since that sad day when maud found eternal happiness i thought they might enjoy it if i took them here everything's covered in foam and it's owned by a corporation, so you know it's safe. Well, their mascot is a knee pad wearing a helmet. Why not? I had to capture that just for the, well, you know it's safe because it's run by a corporation. Because that's, that's just, that's, that's the only thing that they, they pointed to in this episode that counted as comedy that I was like, oh yes, I get it. Irony. I mean, I, that, that, there's a little, that little bit in there with Flanders is like that horrible day where, Maud found her eternal happiness or whatever. I like that. That's a good little subtle gag. That's fair. That's fair. There's and there's a lot of the, there's 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 amount there's some of those in this. Unfortunately, every single time we're about to get some forward momentum with a plot I enjoy, a monkey shows up. Indeed. Uh, now this is the one bit I think. Like I said, if if they had kept what's going on with Bart and Homer and Lisa secret this is the one bit i think we should have gotten because it actually involves marge and uh we get marge trying to figure out what is going on back at her house while she has been babysitting the flanderses where's bart i haven't seen him since you came home oh you haven't seen bart for a few hours so you automatically assume i let something terrible happen i didn't say that i know what you think when stupid homer wasn't looking Bart got kidnapped by a monkey. I could never think something that horrible. And now I'm using sarcasm to confess the whole thing. So later I can say that I already told you. Sorry, I asked. Dad, you can't keep this up for long. Oh, you're so right. I guess I should be more concerned with Bart's safety than covering my own butt. And maybe I'm talking like this because I can't stop. Help me, Lisa. I have serious mental problems. And that's where we end that with apparently Homer having serious mental problems that require him to talk like he's sarcastic all the time. I just I'm I'm gone. This I no more no more of this plot. I can't handle it anymore. Obviously they've shown they cannot be trusted with a plot like this. They cannot be trusted to write Homer ever again. I Matt, I'm bad news for you. I know, I know. We're only maybe halfway through the episode. So, meanwhile, uh, we go back to uh, Bart and the chimp, and no, man, uh, she tries. To she she has a name. Her name is Toot Toot. We go back to Bart and the chimp. 
Toot toot. Who is trying to feed him fruit. And Bart says, oh, I've, you're, I've never eaten fruit. You know, I'm about to start now. So she feeds him a rancid Oreo instead, which he proceeds to eat, despite how horrible it must be. Meanwhile, oh, God, why is this my act? Um, Homer shows up uh, and comes up with a plan uh, to save Bart from the chimp. And is <laughs> going to wait until she falls asleep and then entice her with a, I believe it's a peach filled with antifreeze, which just, once again, animal cruelty is so hilarious. Uh, but luckily for us, uh, it, it fails completely because Homer falls asleep before the chimp does, and he wakes up and immediately takes a bite of the peach, and, I don't know, dies, becomes horribly sick. We don't know, because it, it just he just falls to the ground and we move on to something else. How did, Matt, okay, how do you get antifreeze into a peach? I guess you, you inject it. I mean, it's a pretty thick liquid, but I guess if you had a, a wide enough bore needle, you could, could get it in there. Like, Homer takes a bite of a peach that has antifreeze in it. Mm-hmm. And he stares, and he stares at the camera, and he goes, uh-oh. And then falls to the ground. Should I? Hmm. You shouldn't think about this, Robbie. It's just going to hurt your brain. No, we it's, on. no, it's like, I'm going to ask, this is, I mean, I think I've asked this question before, I'm going to do it again. At a certain point. Like, I have to wonder if the writers are doing this on purpose. Like, are they actively trying to sap? Like, are they, like, double agents from, like, other animated shows? <laughs> and they're I mean, purposefully submarining maybe. The Simpsons? Like, is that what's happening? It feels like that. It feels like, like, at a certain point, like, it feels like they're making fun of me. They're trolling the audience. Like, th- okay, so here's the episode of The Simpsons. I'm not... You haven't watched this episode yet, um, but I am going to tell you what it's about, and I'm going to try to convince you that it's a Simpsons episode. And I'd be like, okay, so it's about Marge. Uh, She starts babysitting Rod and Todd. Uh, Ned's busy. And she notices, uh, she realizes that their lives are kind of sad because they don't really get to have a lot of fun. Ned's very protective of them because of his concern and fear about losing them after the loss of his wife. And the episode goes on, and, Ma- and Marge has to convince Ned to let them, you know, be kids, let them have some danger in their lives. And you'd be like, "Oh man, that sounds like a good Simpsons episode." And then I go, "Oh, but a kidnap a, mon- a monkey kidnaps Bart and acts like it's his, it's her son, uh, and then they uh, have to it climbs a church like King Kong, and then uh, a kid Rod and Tom have to climb up a, the church to get the Bart back." And you, you'd be like, wait a minute, that sounds like you made that up. Like that's not like that sounds made up. That sounds like I made it up off the top of my head. And it sounds like a plot that you would write if you want the episode to be bad, like mm-hmm. easily. Like it doesn't. It, it it sounds like itself like a false pretense. It sounds like I'm trying to make a bad episode of The Simpsons. I'm purposefully doing the dumbest thing possible. Like mm-hmm. even before we get into the little bits and pieces of the episode. Like, just on the premise level alone, a monkey kidnaps Bart. Like, it it feels like they are trying to make bad episodes. And how, yep, like... And, it sure does. And there's no Thank argument. Goodness. There is, like, how do you... Like, if, like at this point, pair... This is, this is, like, I would, like... I don't know, parody is funny, so I can't give it that. But it just feels like it's, like, I can't describe it any other way. And like I want to get I want to get angry, like I said earlier, I try and tamp it down because it's not healthy to get so angry about it. But 
I was not watching the show at this point. I had abandoned it, like many, many other people had. You know, at right. at the time, you're like, I was out in like season fifteen. I said I was done. Like I was just so bad. I'm like, I'm done with this. Um, I don't think I did college. I was in college. It's time to go. I I have other things to do. Like it it feels like I like I'm sc- I want to scream at the people who made this, and like I just want to yell and scream and be like, on what earth is this a Simpsons episode? Like I remember the Simpsons. I remember the best show that's ever been made. I remember it distinctly. I've seen those episodes hundreds of times. And I don't need, you don't need to like go into like, we are going into details. You know, we're laying out everything happens this episode and picking it apart, playing clips. You don't need to do that to get to the the base of it. When you go, Oh, the plot is a monkey kidnaps Bart and treats it like it's like on the surface level. It is so dumb. I like you just, you're like, I like, I'm trying to picture in your mind. I want you to picture in your mind, Matt. The Simpsons write, writer's room. A room full of, in this case, men. All men. And these are comedy writers. And in some cases, very accomplished comedy writers. And, you know, you think back to the glory days of The Simpsons, the golden years, you would think about all those writers and how we're, we revere them all because they wrote some of, the, some of the best television of all time. And you think about it, you're like, okay, you picture yourself in that situation. And they're pitching ideas, it bounces stories off each other, bouncing jokes around, and they all and they decide, okay, there's this A plot, this Marge, Ron Todd, Ned. Uh, we're gonna make a B plot. What should it be? Someone suggests, well, we could have a little thing where Marge has to, you know, bounce between her, her kids and like her you know, Bart is her kid. Like it's not a crazy idea to have Bart involved in this because Bart is that kind of radical other end of the spectrum in this case, where Bart probably does get exposed to too much danger. Bart probably is given a little too much long of a leash, but because Marge loves him so much, she's hesitant to pull it back. And you could easily have an episode where you you demonstrate those two things. And Ned could even use that as a, as a point of conflict and point of argument. Be like, oh... You want to be, you want Rod and Todd to be like Bart. I want, I don't want them to, I don't want them to be like Bart. Bart is in danger all the time. Bart's a troublemaker. He's in, he's not even go to college. Like his life, I I don't want that for them. I want them to be safe. I want them to be good kids. And like, okay, that makes sense. Then with a straight face, you have to pitch. We're going to involve Bart. Uh, He's going to get kidnapped by a monkey. Like it's an Abbott and Costello movie. Uh Uh-huh. Like, how can, how can that be serious, right? Like, it, it's at a certain point, like, I've I've made fun of this before in some of these bad episodes that we've been watching, which I want to, here, I'm going to make, I'll make a point to say this, Matt. I don't know if you saw this on our Twitter or not. I don't know how close you watch it sometimes. But uh, one, at 138-bit uh, compiled, I, I think we asked the question last week, it was like, which season do we have ranked the lowest on average? It is by far, it's season, oh, yes, it's, yes. it's season 17. Uh, it is our current season. Which I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought the Scully years for sure would have been the lowest, but it, just it has it has it has gone down, down, down. The only time it is reverse course was from fourteen to fifteen. Fifteen average is slightly low, or slightly lower on the list, or higher on the list, depending. A better on the list than fourteen. Fifteen improves slightly from fourteen, 
but 16 and 17 both plummet and are worse than any of the teen years. Um, but 15 itself is also is worse than 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, but 16 and 17 are both worse than anything else before it. Um, so credit to 138-bit for doing that for us. But I'd asked before in previous episodes, I'd be like, is this parody? Like, are they trying to make bad episodes on purpose? And in most cases, I go, no. It's it's a combination of either, you know, laziness or run, they run out of time or, you know, th- there's a lot of different way, different answers it could be. But in this case, it, it, it it's right up there with, like, when we get to the bar rag episode. You're like, at a surface level, it is so absurd. It is so stupid. I'm always, I, me, I'm always going to look at The Simpsons like it exists in a real world. And it treats everyone in the episode like they're real people. And sure, because it's animated, it allows for a little bit of the cartoonishness. It allows for a looser physics. It allows for silly things to happen that can't happen in the real world. And in some cases, you could push it really far to pass the bounds of reality. I bring it up all the time. Is Sideshow Bob getting walked on by stomped on by elephants? Of course, it would kill any and it would kill any man. Mm-hmm. But in most instances, it's you don't you don't have it pushed so far. You you go up to the line and maybe you you, you touch touch the line a little bit with your foot. You tow it and then you come back. But in this case, in this in this whole episode, it's like Baby's Day Out, which is a ridiculous, absurd movie. <laughs> yeah, it just makes no sense. Oh, this monkey, Matt! I cannot. <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay. We're almost at the point where you have to talk again. Oh, good. So I'll Great. give you a quick break while I finish up this idiot idiocy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, with this whole Michigas with Bart and the the chimp and Homer, uh, Bart takes the boys to the safety zone. Uh, but Ned, being the overbearing parent that he is. Uh, cannot um, let it go. So he sneaks in and starts spying on them. Uh, Rod is climbing. He's basically rock climbing and doing a great job of it. Uh, and he's getting close to the top. But as soon as Ned sees him, he freaks out and uh, tells Rod that he can't do it. And Rod, of course, believes him because Ned is his father and his you know main authority figure and gets so uh, freaked out that he lets go and falls and ends up chipping him in the tooth. Uh, Ned, of course, is just apoplectic about this and marge protests saying oh i'm i'm a good mother this is you know this is not a big deal she's sorry but it's not a big deal and so of course there's a tv report at the exact same moment showing what is going on with bart and homer and the chimp and they basically call out uh marge the bad mother because obviously homer can't be uh made into a bad parent because of this uh because it's, it's always the mother's fault and that is when we go to a commercial and we're one step closer to this insanity being over (laughs) see this is uh, like this is a good scene matt i like this scene a lot oh this is a very good scene this is part of the good plot yeah the scene is really really good because it is like okay marge taking these taking rod and todd out into the world and we see the change it shows us the change in rod and todd rod and todd start this episode they're playing uh, you know sit 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 quietly game (laughs) with hands folded and you know they're like the most boring and they and marge is like okay game over you tie and they go we both finished second and like it's perfect you're like okay ron and todd these poor kids and you and (laughs) at at the same time you go okay i understand why ned acts this way 
Unfortunately, we never get any more on Ned at all. There's no why Ned is like this. They just shorthand it to go, uh, because not because mod. That's all they do. They go because mod, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, yeah, I get it, but we can't have a scene where Ned talks to Marge about it like adults and goes, I. You know, like, I've already lost Maude and be human and emotional and expose himself and be vulnerable. And, like, I've lost Maude and I can't, I cannot stomach the idea of potentially losing Rod or Todd. I cannot take, I could not handle it. And, like, it is, that is so relatable and and so easily uh, sympathetic. Like, you go, I get, yeah, that make, that would make perfect sense. But we don't get the scenes. And instead we get this monkey. And this scene where, we see, I was it, uh, Rod is climbing, and you're like, oh, wow, Rod is climbing. He's up on a, a, a rock wall, and he's significant, like, 20 feet off the ground. And, of course, he has safety equipment on, so he's fine. The worst thing that happened, he falls off, and the, the, the tension thing grabs him. The rope catches him. He's fine. But then you, you see the effect of why, why Ned is holding him back, because Ned screams and is worried, and suddenly... Rod's a kid, so his father screaming and being scared scares him, and so he freaks out, falls, hurts himself a little bit, and you're like, that's perfect. And then, okay, you want to bring Bard into this to show why Ned has concern and should be concerned? Okay. You don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. You can. You don't need to. But then they do it, and you certainly can't do it when there's, like, four minutes left in this episode. Because there's four minutes left in this episode. So, there's... The monkeys on the the oh, the monkeys on the news now. How many days has it, how many days has Bart been kidnapped by this monkey Matt, at this point? We have no idea. At least a couple. It's been at least a night, at least a night. So we're you're telling me that Marge has not seen her own son for a whole day, and it just that's so- how obsessed she was with uh, what's going on. Okay, okay, fair. But it's just this ridiculous. We're like, oh, her mu- Mar- Bart got kidnapped by a monkey, and you're like. I can't take this seriously, guys. Like this, you're you're really touching and should be impactful. A plot is ruined when you can when you connect the silliest B plot to it. Like I can't take it seriously. There's you're telling me a monkey kidnap. I'm just gonna say it over. A monkey kidnap. Mm-hmm. That one, I forgot to mention. There is one little tiny glimpse of hope and light in this up in this bit in this plot. Matt, because that bit where Lisa's like the prefix applies to the victim. I that's I did like that. That was good. That is good. Yeah, that was like good. That. that was a good Lisa bit. Um we come back from commercial at 16 minutes and 58 seconds. 1658. Four minutes. There's like four and change left. And that's where we we are like rap like we should have literally that's like four minutes is enough scene for a climax and then a a, a denouement. And that's it. Yep. But they're like, no, we got to build in all this other stuff. And you're like, why? Okay. So we get basically Rod and Todd have been, I don't know, Marge has kind of been banned. She's been pushed out by Ned because he wants to keep Rod and Todd safe. So he re-safifies the house, baby-proofs the house again. Welcome to the jungle gym. I'll make it safe again. When playtime is a safe time, everybody wins. I'll lay down some AstroTurf so they don't scrape their n- 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 knees. Daddy, what are we going to do today? Well, we're going to do what every kid your age likes to do. Look at bread. No! 
<gasps> the N-word? We want Mrs. Simpson back. She let us run barefoot in the grass and play Uno. Uno? That's a gateway game to Pinochle. All diddly aside, boys, what is it about her you miss so much? She made us feel happy. And not church happy. For real happy. <gasps> not church happy. Real happy. For real, for that, real happy. That is one of the absolute best jokes in this entire episode. <laughs> like, there, there is this A-plot. God almighty, if they just let this A-plot be, this would be a good episode. Um, It'd be a great episode. But the N-word, no. Um, so that was like that was a good scene, right? Matt? Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Where Mod- Rod and Todd, like, Ned is being obviously overzealous and wants to protect Rod and Todd. And Rod and Todd are like, no, we miss Marge. She let us be kids and let us have fun. And, like, we get these those little fun gags with them. And then we go back to the monkey. We go back to the monkey, Matt. Toot toot. Back to the monkey. We go back to toot toot. Because this is where, like, Barley's still kidnapped by toot toot. And Lisa is like, she kidnapped Bart because she misses her kid. A real son. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And Marge obviously know, now knows that Bart has been kidnapped by a monkey, so she's going to try and help. Not get an authority to, like, actually maybe stop stop it from happening, but no, they're going to... She's going to go talk to the, the monkey like it's a person. I'm going to repeat that, Matt. Uh-huh. Marge goes and talks to the chimpanzee, talks to Toot Toot, like... Look, mother to mother, like they are the same species. Of course. All you got to do is talk to someone mother to mother and they'll get it. Except, oh, wait, that's not what happens. Matt, to, what is Marge like an idiot? I mean, in this episode a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, my son has been kidnapped by a chimpanzee. I mean, like, how on earth is the reaction to that? It's like, oh, I'm going to go in t- and talk to the chimp. Maybe if I talk to her, she'll let it go. What, like, what on earth are you doing? What is this? What is this? I'm gonna go talk to the monkey. It's a hostage negotiation with a monkey. <sighs> oh, so Marge tries to talk to the monkey. Monkey escapes with Bart in tow. Mm-hmm. Real dumb. Uh, it's real dumb. Gets dumber uh, because this is how we end this episode, Matt. This is how we end it. This is how we end it. I know. I cannot. Uh, so they they follow the monkey because it goes to the church, the new church and its new steeple. Why does it go there? Because they wanted to call back to the, what happened earlier in the episode, I guess. I mean, that you're right now. That is the correct answer. Like, you're technically correct. But I mean, like, why on earth would a monkey just decide to go to the church? Uh-huh. Wouldn't it? Okay. I, again, like, they, like... Give me a reason that Toot Toot does a thing. You can't just tell me because we mentioned a steeple earlier in the episode. That's what the writer yeah, wants maybe, to happen. Maybe, maybe this is right next to the church, but they should probably say that. Just say that! Or uh-huh. say that Toot Toot likes high places because it makes her feel safe. Say something! Um. So, they all go to the church. Lisa shows up with Mr. Teeny. Krusty's chimpanzee because mr teeny is toot toot's son uh, yep lisa shows up how did lisa get mr teeny robbie you ask questions like that as if it matters to the plot at all it matters to me man 
because this world has to be it has to have like real life stakes it has to have real life consequences they don't even throw away line about how lisa got it like did did they just go hey mr teeny come with me your mom's in trouble and mr teeny went okay is that what happened that's I, I'm assuming uh, that Lisa just ran in, threw Mr. Teeny in a sack, and ran out, and Krusty followed her. Okay. Uh, but this is when we get to the end of the episode, where Rod climbs the church to save Bart. Listen, we can trade Mr. Teeny for Bart. We just have to find a way to get him up there. I'm already doing it! Ah! Roddy, get down! You're gonna fall! <laughs> Ned, Rod needs to know you believe he can be okay on his own. You'd be surprised what he could do if you just gave him a chance. Rod, you can do it, boy. With God on your side, you can't fail. Choo-choo, I have something for you. Yeah, great. Now I need a new sidekick. Give me a lemur or a marmot. Or Tom Green. He's not doing anything these days. And really stick it to him on the money. Hurry, let's climb down. Okay, but don't let our hands touch. It's gay. What's gay mean? Um, it means you used to be afraid, but now you're not. I'm gay, Daddy! I'm gay! Mrs. Simpson made me gay! <gasps> I believe he's saying... He's okay. Robbie, your silence makes me think that you don't think a gay joke was necessary here. I just want a better one, Matt. I just want a better joke. Like, you can make, like, make it about how Flanders homophobia is the butt of the joke. That's what you have to do. But it's just kind of like, it's just like, oh, Bart. I mean, it's, honestly, this joke doesn't bother me that much. It's fine. It's fine. It's like there's way worse like gay jokes in recent memory. So I'm like, okay, whatever. They have a little kid saying I'm gay. Okay, whatever. Like I don't like that's the joke. Like the 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 quote unquote funny thing is that there's a little kid saying I'm gay, and Flanders is upset about it. That's the joke. And you're like, okay, whatever. Like I don't Matt. Like I'm. You want me to get upset about this? I'm like. I I have like so much anger and rage about this dang monkey. Do you think I care about like a bad well like one bad gay joke? Like there's so much this monkey. Like M- Matt, okay. Like how old? How old is Rod? I believe he is the same age as Bart. Ten years old. Ten years old. Not a very physically active kid, right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, literally, he doesn't even teeter totter until this episode. Like he's never teeter tottered before. Um. And I'm supposed to believe that he climbed a church tower holding, like, carrying a full-grown chimpanzee on his back? Of course, Robbie. Didn't you see how well he was climbing the uh, the, the rock climbing thing earlier? He fell off he the rock climbing thing, handle. Matt. He fell off. Only only when Ned didn't have faith in him. Like, what? Stakes. I want to talk about, let's talk about stakes. The idea behind this climax isn't terrible because you need to have stakes 
You need to have consequence. You need to have, okay, we need a, a situation where Flanders' faith in his children, I, and I don't know, I don't really like the idea of faith, like his faith in his kids being, I understand like they try, I think they're trying to do that because of obviously it's Flanders and he has faith, but it really shouldn't be about faith. It should be lack of faith. You have to sometimes let go. You know, that's the whole thing is you have to let go of your kids and let them just exist. Let them just be and have, I guess have faith that they'll come back to you. But it's really, you can't, like, the faith isn't really important to me, honestly. I, I think, like, it should be more about be willing to let go of them. Um, and and face, the, face your fears and face the fact that you may end up, they may end up getting hurt. And th but that's life. You can't you can't hold on to them forever. You can't protect them forever. Not not and not not doing it. Well, you can't protect them protect them forever while also letting them have a full life of their own. But they make their own decisions. They make their own mistakes. That is what we should be confronting here at the end with Flanders. And we should be putting these characters in a situation, putting Rod in a situation where he has to do and, and he has to do something that is probably physically dangerous or could be dangerous and Flanders has to let him do it. But this isn't, this isn't that this is the, like, this is stupid. He needs to reunite. Like, why does he need to do that? Because Lisa said so. If we reunite Mr. Teeny and Toot Toot, he'll give up Bart. They're still trapped on top of a church. Then they just climb down. They, that's 50 feet in the air. If they, fall they would probably either die or be severely injured you don't need like what like and we say this i've said this before why do we jump to such extremes why is it it's either nothing no constant there's like that's all that there has been at the end of these episodes it's either there's no consequences and there's no stakes and i'm not i don't care what's happening or the stakes are so extreme that it's life or death why can't it just be somewhere in the middle? Why can't it be realistic? Am I crazy? No, I mean, you're 100% right. It's just, the only, only thing I can think of is that they wanted to show something of extreme stakes because they wanted to make the situation with Rod and Flanders have more weight to it. But by doing something so extreme, it's out of the realm of possibility and just ridiculous. Like, you could have had him climb up a ladder uh, to introduce Mr. Teeny or whatever. You don't have to have him climbing the scaffolding around a steeple. That's insane. I I don't know. It, the problem is, it's not like a binary choice. None, none of this is, this is not black and white choices. The, there are 10,000 different directions you can choose to go. And, I, like, that, and like all this is just like, this ending is built upon the fact that there's this monkey story involved, which is... I cannot. I just want to scream. I really want to scream, but my wife is on a business call two rooms over, so I'm not going to scream. I am going to just be very calm and say it's really stupid, really dumb. And there's many, many ways you can make this episode without a monkey, without a chimpanzee, without Mr. Teeny, without Toot Toot. You don't need them. Why are they here? Why, 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 why? What are you doing? What are you doing, Simpsons? I, I, they, Dana Gould is credited as the writer of this episode. And I am well aware that the writer's room, uh, the, the room itself does a lot of the work and you can't necessarily credit the person's name on it as giving them all the good or all the bad. But I know I, 
I've seen Danny Gould doing stand-up. I've seen him being interviewed about the job he did while on the, the staff of The Simpsons. And he's a man that I want to respect because he seems like an intelligent guy. Um, I, I want to, like, the thing is, Matt, if I ever saw him on the street, if I ever had to say hello to Dana Gould, I would ha- I w- I don't know if I could control myself because I'd be like screaming at him about monkeys and the Simpsons. I'd be screaming at him. Why did you make Toot Toot an integral character to an episode of the Simpsons? And the problem is I probably already know his answer. His answer would be like, oh, well, we had, well, to, write, we had to write 22 episodes. There's a lot of them. We, only, we didn't have much time. Yeah, we had this basic idea for an episode about. Uh, you know, Marge and Rod and Todd and Flamping Over Protective, we had to think, what's a good way, what's a situation we could think of uh, that would involve them taking a risk? Well, what if he has to take a monkey up a steeple? Why their brains would go there? I couldn't tell you, but that's where they went. (sighs) That's how the episode ends, um, with a Tom Green joke and a gay joke and a monkey. My God, it's so this uh, this episode isn't isn't as bad as a lot of episodes we've done just because there is some like there's some good stuff in it with the A plot. But there's I don't know if we've seen an episode in this season that has so much potential, so much promise that just gets squandered. It's absolutely squandered. Yeah, I cannot I cannot repeat hard enough. It's this episode has Bart get kidnapped by a monkey like. Robbie, I, I think I think the question you're, you're hoping I ask you is: Is this episode broken? And obviously it is. Yeah, it's broken. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see, quick fix, quick fix. Ah. I can't. It, yeah, it's. I really, I like. I want to make it look like no. There's some solid premises underneath all that, all the monkey crap. But I can't, Matt. You're right. It's broken. It is. It is broken. And the problem is the fix is easy. The easiest fix in the world. Take out the monkey. You do what you said earlier and you make the Bart and the Bart and Homer and Lisa, all that stuff. You make it background gags as you have serious stuff happening with with uh, more serious stuff happening with Marge, Rod, Todd and, and Flanders. You have the background gags with the, the rest of the family as Homer is trying to balance it. And he, re- and he can re- even reference Oh yeah, there's been a monkey and all that stuff, and of course that's not what happened and all that. If it's off, it happens off camera, and we're not spending a lot of time with it, it doesn't really matter. As long, and then we could have some scenes where Flanders talks about being vulnerable and talks about worrying about his kids and doesn't want wanting to lose them like he lost Maud. We have scenes where Marge opens up to him and says, "Sometimes you gotta let," and he could even use bart as an example of like well what about bart he's gone too far in the opposite direction and marge comes back and says maybe so but bart is making his own choices in life and and when he comes becomes an adult i'm better preparing him for when he becomes an adult and he has to face the consequences of his actions not just protecting him and putting him in a little bubble and it's so easy and there's no monkey it shouldn't be a monkey shouldn't be a monkey no reason no reason never no monkey do not need a monkey ever no chimpanzees. Make, I can I, Matt, is there a way of, like, for them to amplify, like, scream it to, like, just make, make it real. Ask yourself the question as you're working on this episode. Could this happen in the real world? And no? not even, like, and like you said, we can accept one or two little things uh, that might not happen in the real world. We, there's at least one gimme, sometimes two per episode. Not a jillion like there are here. And I, I, I do, I should also emphasize, the more I care about the characters, the more that their situations 
are relatable, the more I'm willing to excuse. Like, in Bart Gets an Elephant, Stampy is functionally a character in that episode, which is ridiculous. But because every step along the way, I have sympathy for the characters and their plight, I can forgive all that. Because in the end of the day, I care. I, I've had a pet before. I have pets now. And I understand when Bart's like, Bart has this elephant that they can't afford, they can't take care of, and he wants it to be in a safe safe place, and he's worried that they're going to get sold to some ivory dealers and going to kill him. Like, that, it's a, that's an easy connection. I care about Bart in that instance. I, I can, and I go, oh, St- of course he wouldn't have an elephant. Of course Stampy wouldn't have such a, it's such a ridiculous thing. But because I care, because it's grounded in these very simple choices of a character, I go, oh, I don't care. I don't care that it's an elephant. I don't care that it's ridiculous. Homer, Deep Space Homer. Of course it's ridiculous that Homer goes to outer space. Because it's grounded in Homer searching for pride. He wants his kids to be proud of him. Right. I can I can overlook all that fake, all the crap that would never happen in the real world. I can overlook it all because I am. it's grounded in honest feelings and honest emotion. And the A-plot of this is grounded in honest feelings and honest emotions. And then the B-plot is grounded in a monkey. And Homer acting just un believably absurd they're all the way through never once does he act like a human i can't i no i just can't i can't this this okay that's it that's how you fix it it's not complicated easy easy peasy next up man we can move on to our next segment it's time for comments of the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive comments of the news group is where i solicit reviews from our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, join us at any pledge level, and you can submit your review. Join our our, our, uh, our parade of pain as we watch these terrible episodes. Oh, it's going to get better, right, Matt? Soon? Yes. Y- yeah. You don't sound very... Like, can we have some... Can you say yes with some confidence, at least? Yes. We sure can. That's better. I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> you did better, but I'm not, I'm not sure if uh-huh. I still believe you. Uh, so here, here they are. First from Tim. In spite of having some of the common negatives we've seen in recently reviewed seasons, interminably long past, get the plot, homophobia, various one-note jokes that don't hit. This episode manages to make its B-plot support the A-plot. One might argue it should be the other way around. Certainly this viewer found the relationship between Marge and Flanders' boys far more interesting than that of Bart and his second mother. <laughs> All things considered, I'll project a rank at 242. Uh, a late edit. There seems to be some debate as to what the A plot and what's the B plot. Given the title, I call the Bart story the A plot. I I would call. I mean, I don't give any weight to the titles. They these titles are like the last thing they do. I don't, and I hate them all. <laughs> I hate all their titles. I ever since once they stopped just naming episodes like what happened in the episode. I The Simpsons like I that that's another sign of the decline of The Simpsons is when they started giving us clever titles. Oh, yeah, that's true. And especially clever titles that don't make sense for the episode. They're just clever in general. Like, Bart Gets an Elephant. Bart vs. Australia. Easy. Those are very simple ones. Very simple. Uh, next from Derek. Uh, the squander potential annoys me the most. On paper, an episode focusing on Flanders' overprotective parenting following his wife's death sounds pretty dour. But so does him. so does him losing his house in a hurricane and having a mental breakdown. And that was a great, darkly humorous character study. This episode is not. It's dumb and annoying, 
and then ends in a cloying fashion, which is so antithetical to The Simpsons. Pieces are there to make episodes that resemble the somber character enriching episodes of the Oakley Weinstein era, but that would require some effort. Amen. Uh, from Aaron, this is the third story episode to be called back to an earlier and much better episode, in this case, in March We Trust. Some decent jokes are sprinkled in to avoid going in the manatee trash heap, but the cooling ending will probably put in the 300s at least. One note for Robbie, if you think this episode title was bad, just wait till you get to Girls Just Want to Have Sums. Oh, boy, yeah. Let's do a sideshow Bob Grumble. It's really like, that's what I wanted. It feels like I get hit in the face with a rake when I read that. Um, <laughs> next from JJ. I feel conflicted about this episode because I like the Marge babysitting plot. There's a lot of interesting stuff here with Ned and his boys, but the monkey story is completely stupid and unnecessary and really damages the episode as a whole. It ends up invading the A-plot and gives it a terrible resolution. Ned needed to learn to let his boys do things for themselves, but that does not mean letting your child climb the top of a steeple without a harness. Sending this ending sucked diddly ucks. Also, Homer is a season 17 obnoxious self and drags down almost every scene he's in. It's frustrating because the first two acts are filled with potential and some surprisingly good jokes. They should have left all the toots toot stuff on the cutting room floor and focused just on Ned, Marge, Rod, and Todd. Not the worst of the season, but a significant step down after last week. Uh, for Benjamin, the intro with Homer and the Duck really sets the stage for the direction they choose to take this. Uh, take this one. The Ned story, Rod and Todd, is not a bad idea, but the execution was not good. You can see the scenes on this one and all tell all of the parts are in for quote-unquote laughs. Bart gets taken in by a monkey. Yikes. This one ends up being bad and disappointed, disappointing thinking of what could have been. Uh, from Charles, my initial thought going on was some kind of this was kind of the same as my complaint of sleeping with the enemy. Unlike with Homer, with Marge, writers don't call out the fact that going all in with someone else's child is nothing to show how good a parent you are. In fact, it does the opposite. However, that turned out not to be the case. Rod and Todd's suppression has been a joke long before even Maude was dead. It was refreshing to see it finally be addressed, even if Flanders' overprotectiveness was ridiculously over the top. It caused the episode to go off the rails with the B-plot. Not only was it not really that interesting, given the cartoonish nature of it, but it undercuts the A-plot. Get they were using two extremes to cancel each other out, but there was a big difference between being afraid of your child rock climbing and your child confronting an escape chimpanzee. Especially since the fact that he could that it meant that the actual adults could have saved Bart at any time. Basically, the writers didn't strike the landing. Finally, from Lauren. Started off okay with the exception of the long scene with Homer and the rubber duck. Why was this necessary to fill pad time? Sigh, I'm sure that Mr. Robbie probably already covered this, so moving on. There were some decent gags, but Ned's characterization seemed extreme to me, so I struggled with the A story. It was a pretty good idea with Marge babysitting the boys and Ned realizing he was overprotective, but it failed due to lazy writing. Something was just frustrating because it could have been good, but it needed to be developed more. I did like that Homer was actually home with the children, interacted with them, but the B story was just bizarre. I truly believe that Simpsons writers forgot who their audience was at, at this point in time. The episode was boring. The, episodes, the characters aren't acting like themselves, and it ended with a gay joke. Not the worst, but nowhere close to the best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's toot toot, Matt. Why? Why? Mm. I really don't like uh, like ten thousand like things you could like. I need you to write a B plot of a Simpsons episode, okay? <laughs> would a monkey be anywhere near like of all the things you could expose Bart to? Would you go? Oh, he gets kidnapped by a monkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for your reviews. Appreciate it. If you uh, if you can join our Patreon. Right. If you have joined our Patreon, you can leave a review. I, I try and post the call for reviews on Monday. Give you give uh, you some time to watch the episode and put your thoughts on it. 
Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite frame narrative, your favorite frame story? I, th- I knew it would be a I knew it would be a tough one, Matt. I knew people. I was I was I was worried that we we didn't get a no. bunch of responses, mainly because I don't think a lot of people have a, that concept quick and easy in their mind. That's okay. Appreciate everyone who took the time, Matt. Take it away. All right, from Lauren. I feel like I should answer the Princess Bride, but I don't remember this movie. Yes, yes, I know it's criminal. Relax. I have to go with the Notebook. It's a sweet movie with an all-star cast, but I still feel like a Princess Bride eating for breakfast. You are not wrong there, Lauren. Uh, from Tim, had to consult with the wife on this one with cheap big fish, which frames a father's death with a father's life. That happens a lot in movies around a death, it feels like. Uh, from Rich, I also advocate for Big Fish, which is a good Tim Burton movie made after Bar's Attacks. Also has Robbie seen Big Eyes, which is also a pretty good Burton movie. Robbie, have you seen Big Eyes? I haven't. I want. I think I acknowledge at some point that Big Fish was. I, I don't know if I call Big Fish good, but I think it is. It's not bad. Um, I, it's easier just to put a line of demarcation after Mars Attacks because. God Almighty, Alice. He made Alice in Wonderland, and I don't know if I've seen a worse movie in my life than Alice in Wonderland. That, like, I like I wow. saw that I saw that in theater, and I wanted to walk out. Like, I don't. I almost never walk out of movies. I wanted to walk out, but Big Fish is fine. It's not a bad movie. Um, I've not seen Big Eyes. I've heard it's also better. I have not seen Big Eyes. I'm probably will eventually see it. I just have like I have again. I like I feel like I've been traumatized by Alice in Wonderland. Like that movie was so bad. All right, so uh, from Derek, the one with all the Thanksgivings from season five of Friends, where they each recount their worst Thanksgiving memories. We get flashbacks to heads getting stuck up, turkey rear ends, severed toes, and Phoebe's past lives as a nurse in both the American Civil War and World War One, getting her limbs blown off in both instances. The episode has it all. I believe that is a turkey emoji. It is. Uh, from at L Columbia 88, what about Bob as my favorite global outcast versus the tight straight man? Always good for laughs. Uh, Matt Hippie 200. American History X is a film I really like, and in it there are several frame narratives. Danny's story about how his older brother Derek got into prison, and Derek's story about how and why his life took a complete U-turn in prison. This narrative works really well in the film. Uh, from Matt, yes, it's Aaron. I originally had no good answer for this until I started watching Rift Tracks for Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, which inexplicably becomes a framing device to present a bizarre version of Thumbelina. It really needs to be seen to be believed. I, that, okay, that's going on a list somewhere. <laughs> Robbie, what is, what is yours? Uh, my answer is the prestige. Oh, uh, that is a frame narrative, isn't it? Huh? It has multiple nested narratives uh, in it, actually. Um, much like our last episode, it has multiple people telling their version of a story, or people reading a diary and recounting that diary as they tell their own. Like, I don't know. I love the prestige in general. Uh, it's it is itself a magic trick of a sort. Um, and the acting is great, and all the the themes about dual lives and uh, love of craft like it just, it just I, I, I just love the prestige one of my favorite movies uh matt what is your answer it's really hard to pick one honestly i mean um princess bride is obviously amazing um i really like the movie the usual suspects even if kevin spacey even at that point made my skin crawl um uh, but honestly my favorite uh frame narrative in a movie uh, is rashomon um I really enjoy the idea of uh, three strangers uh, having to tell their story to a judge and have him or her decide, you know, what is what is real. And you have, you have to determine that who's telling the truth in some way or another. I really appreciate that. I didn't actually like the movie very much as uh, those of us, uh, those who are uh, listen to our uh, bonus episodes um, will. You know, but 
honestly, the idea is really great, and I actually really liked it. You're a big weirdo, Matt, just to let you know. Um, I know. I, my second choice would have been the usual suspects and probably Princess Bride right behind that. Um, but my my original answer before I realized, why, before I recognized the prestige, was the usual suspects because that is a great movie. And when I watched the usual suspects for the first time, I had no idea that Kevin Spacey is a terrible monster of a man. So it's fine. You're yeah. allowed. To, I'm still allowed to like it. Um, our next week's question was your favorite Susan Sarandon movie. He's been in like 10,000 things over life. So you can, there's a lot of choices. Um, I'll post this question on all the places on the internet, uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash the Simpson show. No, wait, no, twitter.com slash Simpson show pod. Email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Simpson show. Post it there for everyone to see. If you'd like the answer. I can, I'll keep. I've done this 370 times. I'm going to get this right one of these days, man. Eventually, I'll get it. It might take a while, but I'll do it. Get it down, Pat. All these spiels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a six-point lead on me. Bart has two mommies. This is the name of this episode. Matt, give me an easy question. All right, sir. Your easy question for today. What French hero does Lisa play in Tales from the Public Domain? What? Which what? What French hero? French historical hero. hero. Okay. Yes. I I heard what French hero? I'm like what what's a French hero? Ah. Um Tales from the Public Domain French hero uh Joan of Arc? You are correct. I was like was she uh I can't think of, why can't <laughs> what's the like feels like that would be at least role if she was uh what's the the the, the French army guy from Revolutionary War? Um why can't I think of his name Matt? I know you know. Uh Lafayette? La, yeah, that feels like that's a Lisa role too. She could be Lafayette. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, your easy question, Matt. Alone again in Natural Italy features the death of what character? Um, I believe that is Maud Flanders. That is correct. All right, your medium question. According to Marge, who saves Lisa slash Joan of Arc when she is being burned at the stake? Who saves Lisa as she is being burned at the stake, according to Marge? Marge is very upset that uh, something would happen to Joan, so she decides that she's going to change the ending oh god almighty matt i can't remember i i um i can guess <sighs> or try and remember but i'm pretty sure these latter-day simpsons have made my brain into complete mush um what they do what saves lisa a loving mother i'm sorry it is sir lancelot and they, they go to live in his spaceship that's not, not a million years when I know the answer. I remember that. Nope. nope. That's the best part. Okay. Your medium question, Matt. Uh, who voices the character of Rachel Jordan? Rachel Jordan. Uh, oh, oh, I know this. Um, uh, crap. Apparently, no, I don't. I, it's, it's, I want to say it's like an actual, like, sort of rock star, but no, I have no clue. Sean Colvin voices Rachel Jordan. Yep. That's that's a name I would not remember. All right, so your hard question: uh, What song plays when Homer slash Odysseus goes through Hades? Um, that would be. I know this Matt. I do know this one. I know it. I can picture it in you my do? mind. Oh my goodness! I think I do it. I I just gotta give it time. I have an answer, 
I'm not positive. It feels like it's wrong. Um, feels like I'm missing something though. Like I really want to say it, but I'm. I feel like I'm, there's something. It's not right. There's. I like my gut says there's something else. Um, I'm really upset. I want to. Sorry, Robbie. It, just, just say it. Just say it. Come sail away by sticks. Oh, you're so close. It is lady by sticks. Lady. Ugh. I knew it wasn't come sail away, but I'm like, I could not think of the sticks song. It was. And you're my lady. What's wrong with sticks? Sticks is great. Sticks is great. No one has any problem with sticks. Unless I should certainly hope not. I feel like they were that episode was kind of making fun of sticks. Um, I mean, it's because it's the river sticks. I realized that, but I felt like there was like some comment about or something. Um, you're my lady. Come sail away makes more sense though because it, he's literally sailing on the river sticks. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Okay, come sail away is a great song. I will also add. Um, your hard question, man. What brand logos are on Mod's coffin? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them that are. There's a couple more, but those are the ones I can make out from the screen caps. I'll give you partial credit if you get enough of them. Uh, I honestly have zero idea. No guesses? Nothing? I got nothing. Okay, so there is Quacker State. Instead of Quaker State, spelled with two Ks. Tirestone. Instead of Firestone, you have Duff. Just obvious. Good Wrench, but spelled G-U-D Wrench. There is ACDC, but spelled A-C- D-C-D-E-E-C-E-E. There is S-P-T yeah. instead of S-T-P. And finally, the Laramie Cup, which is their their, their NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what really uh, delivers that that tone and that uh, feeling you want to deliver at, at someone's funeral of, some, of sadness and darkness? Uh, a bunch of jokes uh-huh. about NASCAR. Yep, that's exactly right. And they fire t-shirt cannons into the air. Makes it feel like a real thing that actually is happening is this character dying and Ned being sad. God almighty, I hate, this. Sure I hate that episode so much. Um, so Matt, Matt and I both get one point this week and continuing a trend. That's four episodes in a row where we've gotten both one point because we're just we just hate each other. I really should have gotten sticks. I, there's no excuse for that. I should have. I just not could not, I could not pull lady. I need to go like listen to sticks again. I think that's what I really need to do. <laughs> just listen to some sticks. We're going to listen to Sticks. Matt's going to be visiting. Uh, Matt and his wife are going to be visiting us this weekend, uh, this extended weekend. And we're going to go do things in Austin. And we're going to be listening to only Sticks. Nothing else. Even even uh, when they change their lead singer, we're going to still. Was that the Sticks change their lead singer? Or was that only Journey? I have. You are wrong. For I know. I should not be asking you. You're not going to know the answer to that. Uh, Matt still has a six point lead on me, unfortunately, because uh, he's smart. and I'm dumb. Uh, see, Matt doesn't offer any argument about that. He just goes, yep, that's None true. whatsoever. Okay. We can move on to our final segment, segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. Well, well, some of this episode is good. Mm-hmm. And the rest is terrible. It's real bad. There's a monkey in it. Yep. Not a big fan of that monkey, man. I don't know if you can tell. Don't like that monkey. Do not like that monkey. I mean, you know my position on monkeys, period. So, you know. You're anti-monkey. I know. I, I, to be fair, I'm anti-ape. Monkeys are fine. I just don't like apes. I'm anti-ape and monkey. I'm I'm anti-both. Well, there you go. 
I don't like either. Keep them out of my fiction unless they're monsters that you get to like just that's not true. I'm just I'm just being I'm just being uh-huh. I'm just being facetious. Uh I don't like this monkey. It's 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 a case by case situation on my part with monkeys. And in this case, keep it out of there. Uh my fair laddie, Matt, is this better or worse than my fair laddie? Uh God. Um I don't recall anything good about uh my fair laddie, so I'm gonna say this is slightly better because I really did enjoy the Marge and Flanders kids um plot. Those scenes, I would say. Like Those I scenes. The plot unfortunately intersects with the monkey, so it's kinda hard to really focus but i enjoyed that you're right i think i would probably those scenes alone are probably enough to put it past my fair laddie um i think i think we're in the right territory here this is kind of the the right area for it maybe i don't know it's hard to tell sometimes it's really hard to parse like when this episode falls back on like it relies on toot toot you know like how do i judge this dang thing oh okay here here we can get a maybe we can get a a a better idea so I'm going to Praise Land. Another Ned episode. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Better or worse that I'm going to Praise Land, which I think I, I actually, say... I think I like, like I'm going to Praise Land more than most people do, uh, to be fair. but That's true. I mean, I don't think there's anything hugely wrong with I'm going to Praise Land. Uh, it's just a little poorly managed. I, I would say this is, this is worse than I'm going to Praise Land. I, it's really hard. Like, because I want this episode to be good, and I like I'm thinking about the goodness in it, but then I go back to toot toot, and I'm like, oh, Bart, I can't make that not be in this episode, you know? Like Bart yeah. gets kidnapped by a dang monkey. Um, looking down this list, there's Homer the Mo, Pigbolian, Tale of Two Springfield, Simpsons Tall Tales, The Great Money Caper, Skinner's Sense of Snow, um. Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. Tales from the public domain. Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. The Seven Beer Snitch. Which is Seven Beer Snitch again, Matt? Do you remember that? No, I was just asking, actually. Um, but I mean, it's got the old man in the key and the girl who slept too little underneath it. So I think we're in the right area. Oh, I think so this is probably better than... Seven Beer Snitches. Homer goes to prison uh, and becomes a snitch. Oh my god, that episode's real bad. Uh, this is better oh. than that. I'm gonna say it's better than I'm gonna say it's better than the Seven Beer Snitch. Um, there's Mr. Spritz goes to Washington and Tales from the Public Domain. I feel like those are decent, but I don't know. I'm gonna say I put it right above the Seven Beer Snitch. Like I I'm don't totally I, okay. With I that. think the best of this episode is way better than the Seven Beer Snitch, but the worst of this episode is worse. There's no monkeys in the Seven Beer Snitch. No plot device monkeys. Nope. Um. So to a new number 284 is what that ends up being. Bart has two mommies. What a bad title. Um, that is a new number 284 on our list right below Mr. Spritz goes to Washington right above the seven beer snitch. It is a new number 93 on our post golden years ranking. We have one other thing to do, Matt, though, before we do anything else, which we forgot to do last week because we both uh, had no sleep because it was five in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. But we have to ask a, a simple question. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I, 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 I put an addendum in, our, in last week's episode to say we included it in the cannon. Because oh, okay. we enjoyed that. We enjoyed last week's episode. Um, and I think it was 
there's nothing in it that we need to exclude. This episode, however, is really tough. Yeah, it really is because I just I want to keep um, I want to keep the Bart, you know, the Bart, the Marge and Rod and Todd and Ned stuff. I think that's real good. Right, but then you have to keep in the Bart and the monkey stuff. I have to keep a, I have to keep Tutu in this if I if we it all comes together. It we it's yes or no. There's no we don't sit on a fence here. I'm going to say yes just because I really like the Marge and Flanders and stuff. <sighs> oh man. Um this is a bigger question than just on this episode now. This is like a philosophical existential question about mm-hmm. my Am I inclusionary or am I exclusionary? You know, if there's how much, what is the dividing line of how much am I willing to include to keep the good stuff in and the bad stuff out? I mean, I think you're right. I think we keep it. I think the two, two stuff's real bad, but the scenes with Marge and Ron and Todd are real good. And it, it, it offers some humanity in, in some, right some i don't know grounded some realism some some like real things real feelings real emotion in a season that is divorced from it almost entirely uh so i'll take it i'll take what i can get pretty desperate at this point <laughs> yeah need it i need it or i'm gonna die it's like you're in a you're in the desert you need water um so that's that's part has two mommies it's a part of the canon we're not gonna fire the cannon not today at least not yet, because not we today. still have to decide. We still have to decide, Matt, on the rest of the episodes. We have to decide from the top down, working our way through the top of this list. This is we decide what's part of the game mm-hmm. and what is not. And we are at number 52 is Who Shot Mr. Burns? Part two. Part two. Obviously, yes. There's no discussion. No discussion? I will brook no discussion. But seriously, it's a really good episode. I really, really enjoyed it. It is really good. Um, and as a whole, like, we've already included part one. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure. So we kind of have to include part you two. You kind of have to include part two. It doesn't really make sense not to include both of them together. Uh, part two is not as good as part one. But that's fine. It's still a very good episode. Great episode. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And there's nothing in it that makes you go, well, why wouldn't it be? You know, there's nothing that. Like it, of course you include it, but we gotta have a discussion, Matt. We wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't discuss anything. Well, of course, of course. But it, I mean, hey, who shot Mister Burns? Is a great time. Go think about that, guys. When you're like, yeah, suffering, you're watching this episode. Yeah, we watch this episode. Don't watch this episode. You can think about who shot Mister Burns. I think they just passed a huge anniversary. Uh, the writers were posting a lot of behind the scenes stuff on Twitter. It was pretty good. They don't really post a lot of stuff about their newer episodes. I wonder why. Mm, wonder why wonder why oh because they're garbage they have monkeys in them uh so our next episode matt what calamity do we get this time this week's episode is homer simpson this is your wife Ooh, this is gonna be bad this is ricky gervais the ricky gervais uh appearance mm-hmm. it's a reality show episode where they swap yep. wives they swap wives it's a sw- wife, uh-huh. uh, wife swap episode matt I did not know that. Um, that sounds terrible. It sure does. But hey, we're gonna work with it. That's a good. That's you might as that might as well be the slogan for the podcast at this point, Matt. Where it's like, <laughs> well, it 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 doesn't sound good, but we're gonna work with it. Yep, 
That's true. There you go. That's next week. You can watch along with us if you would like. Um, but that will be it for us today. Uh, you you can find us. What's this stuff? Our website is thesimpsonshow.com. Has links to everything. Our Twitter, our RSS feed, and link to our Patreon, which again, patreon.com slash thesimpsonshow. Only two hours a month. You get access to a bunch of bonus podcast material and helps pay for our hosting, helps keep the lights on. We really appreciate all our patrons. Um, also, if you like the show, leave us a review. Or not. It's hard sometimes. Those podcast apps, sometimes they don't want you to leave reviews, it seems. Because it's real annoying. You have to click through things like four times. Menus. UI. UI is important. We should get better at it. That's my humble opinion. There we go. We should. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. It is my name. My website is also my name. It is also RobbieDorman.com. has links to all my other podcasts. At least you purchase my horror novels. I have seven of them. My newest one is called Regrowth. It's Crichton meets Cronenberg in an underground research lab with the world on a brink of collapse. Lots of mad science, intrigue, body horror. You should go read it. You should go buy it. You should review it after you read it and like it in that order. You can also read it for free with Kindle Unlimited on Amazon. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all my time uh, playing with kittens. Uh, yes, my life is better than yours. Uh, but if you'd like to see said adorable kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. And, uh, you know, maybe even adopt some because there's always more adorable kittens. Kittens are pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got a dog now. Do- having dogs pretty good, too. Dogs are also pretty good. Yeah, my dog. I like my dog a lot. She's pretty good. She's a good dog. That's it. I'm Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I'm Matt. Keep watching the subsets. Shh.